Welcome back to the podcast, guys. My name is Andrew. I got Brandon here with me, like always. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for checking out our views on the sidelines. We got a we got a big show for you guys today. The one and only Mr. Joey Mata to help me out today. Glad to be here. The car is going nuts for Joey. I'm just here, so I'm not fine. That's all. <laughs> I don't even get paid. How the fuck are we getting fine? <laughs> oh man, but you know, it's gonna be a little different show. Instead of going through what's going on, we're kind of take a trip down memory lane with Joey. And um, this will be fun. Yeah, talk about his baseball history, his baseball past. We'll jump into some MLB stuff later, and then okay. we do have a we do have a question, a Q and A question from earlier. Uh, but we'll talk about that at the end. But let's just jump right in, buddy. All right, buddy, old pal, what you got for me? All right, man. So truly, when did baseball stop for you? When did you really, like, when was it introduced to you, or how did oh, you boy. find it, or so <clears throat> that jump in for you? Like. Yeah, so baseball, baseball was introduced to me very early on, like, literally straight out of the womb, like, <laughs> when I was a baby, bro, like, no lie, um, one of my first toys was actually, like, a little baseball bat with a T. Mine was a scanner, so I <laughs> FedEx life and no life. Yeah, big facts. Uh, I understand this. What a guy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, baseball was introduced to me very, very early. My my family was um a really you know big baseball family. Mm-hmm. My um my great uh, grandparents and my grandparents and like my uncles and aunts, they actually worked at Dodger Stadium, oh, and they dogs. like my great grandparents were one of the first to actually um work at Dodger Stadium when they. Came over to LA. Okay. So, like I said, like it, it, my influence on baseball was like from the get go. Okay. So, when I, um, let me see, like when I first officially started playing baseball, it was T ball. So I was around like three or four at that time, and that's when I like really started playing. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can look at you know old baby pictures of me and stuff. Like it was introducing me like from the get go. Yeah, just it was, it was already that height too. Did you yeah. have baseball before your knees? Or like how did that I had definitely baseball before the knees. Okay, I had makes <laughs> sense. I had baseball before the height, <laughs> baseball which which height. I still don't have. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you were a pitcher, obviously in high school and in college and stuff. And we'll talk about your college in a little bit. But um, was that your first position you wanted to play, or did that just kind of absolutely just happened? not, absolutely <laughs> not. It just happened. Um. I was actually, so when I was playing, I played a lot of first base because I'm left-handed. Okay. So it's like one of the very few positions a left-hander can actually play. Just first? Yeah, it's first base. Is there like a reason why? Like, is there like a technicality? Like the angle to throw, because, right? Yeah, it's, it has to do with your, yeah, the angles of throwing. Okay. Because a lot of right-handers play every other position. Yeah. Um, left-handers aren't the best fit for like third base or short or even second. Which is why you don't see him there. And catcher, even catcher. Like, it's just, it doesn't work out. Yeah. So, I played a lot of first, a lot of outfield. And then pitching wasn't necessarily, wasn't necessarily the first thing that I wanted to do. Just over time, it came one of those things I got better at. And that's kind of just what, you know, kind of helped me get into college and, you know, get into, you know, that, uh, like that level of play. Okay. But, um. My my first choice was always 
I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't really care what position I played. I just loved to hit. Hitting okay. was my thing. And then also okay. I'm left-handed with hitting. So that was always my go-to. Like, hitting boxes and hitting bases. <laughs> it's all together. Hitting baseballs, now I hit chewy boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So obviously, so baseball kind of the only sport. I mean, was baseball the only sport for you? Or did you even try to like venture out into different sports? Yeah, I... um. Eventually, I started playing football. Okay. Um, I didn't. That was the only other sport that I played that was um, like official, I guess, or like league. Okay. Um, but I mean, like I would play, you know, soccer and basketball and you know, like volleyball, I guess. You know, like for, you know, for fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I would play it. You know what I mean? Like just to do it. And I thought, like, I enjoyed it, but it was never anything that like I would sign up for. Okay. It was always baseball. Baseball, baseball, baseball. And then when I got to, I think, sixth grade. Mm. Yeah, sixth grade, it was the first year I played football. And then from there, I played until my freshman year of high school. And then I had a little injury with football. And I said, fuck that. Baseball is going to, you know, carry my, you know, it's going to carry me further. So I just stopped playing football. Okay. I wish you would have played in high school. Oh, I wish. I'd, I mean, looking back at it now, I wish I kept playing football. Oh, I would have got you right. <coughs> oh man so do you remember your first your first time actually being on the field like do you actually remember that moment like <laughs> and what was going through your head or what happened like let me know so my very first practice dude this um it'll never leave my memory my mom actually brings it up a lot um my very first practice baseball practice um it was for t-ball and this was at um it was at, oh, what's the park? The Boys and Girls Club? What park is that? You know what I'm talking about? Is it? No, it's not. Uh, um, the YMCA? Yeah, by the YMCA, that I park right there. That. Oh, I, I forgot the name of the park, but. Is it the Monrovia? It's Monrovia something park. Something Monrovia in it. Something. Monrovia's in it. But Drew knows what I'm talking about, but that know. park, oh, I can't believe I forgot the name. It's a skate park right there. Yeah, but um, that was where my first practice was, and it was T-ball practice, and one of the drills we were doing um, was catching pot flies. So the coach was just throwing, you know, baseball in the air, and we are just catching it, right? So the very first toss that he gives, uh, he, uh, he sends out to me, smashed me right in the face. <laughs> I, I remember it, bro. I put my glove up, <gasps> smacked in the face. And, like, yeah, no lie, like, I, you know, it hurt, and I kind of... Like, I, I cried for a little bit and, like, rubbed it off and everything. And, my, and it's funny because my, when my mom brings it up, she's like, oh, shit, he's never going to want to play again. Like, that's it. Like, he's never going to want to do anything again. But, I mean, I rubbed it off. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I took the hit. It is what it is. And then, you know, from there, the rest is kind of history. Like, that, that's, that was the first practice. That's my first memory of baseball, like, official. You know what I mean? That's so, it's kind of funny how I get smacked in the face. And now, here I am. Still no height. You still get smacked in the face. I do. You get smacked in the face for fun. But that's different. That's a hobby. That's like a. (laughs) That's a hobby. hobby. (laughs) Yeah. It's not this podcast, buddy. Not this podcast. (laughs) Wrong podcast. (laughs) Oh man. man. I mean, um, do you remember your first your first home run? My first home run. Your first home run. I don't know when it came. Like in yeah, high school. That's actually a wild story too. 
because so my first home run was actually an inside the park home run. So okay. that's where it doesn't go out. It's in the park still. So you run the bases uh-huh. um, all the way to home. And this was when I was like nine or ten. Hmm. Yeah, somewhere around there. And this is when I was playing travel ball. So this is outside of Little League. This is like its own thing. Um, but, yeah, to this point, I haven't hit um, like a real home run. And, yeah, it's kind of funny. That's just an inside the park home run. But before this home run happened, so there was like a parent from like another team. And she was obviously drunk. Okay. Let me throw that out there real quick. She was obviously what drunk. What a guy. <laughs> what a but gal. she was like you trying to. at Sunday games. <laughs> but she was trying to like encourage. David Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is baseball. <laughs> she she was trying to like encourage our team or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know what she was. She was drunk. All right. I don't know. But somehow she made her way to me. All right. And she was telling me like, oh, you're going to play so good this next game. You're going to hit a home run. And like do all this all this extra shit, and I'm sitting there like, huh, I'm fucking like nine or ten. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. But like as she's saying this, like she's literally like holding like my arms and like rubbing me. Okay, so weird. I know. Man, about to get seduced by milk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, at this point, like when this is happening, my mom is like right next to me about to whoop this, like, you know, this lady's ass, like t- telling her to back off and everything. But then. Um, like going to the game that next game, I hit the inside the park home run. What a guy! So that yeah, that that's how my first home run happened. That's crazy. Yeah, just it it was just the weirdest thing, but it happened. She was right, which is really fucking weird. I know, for real. <laughs> she kind of just she blessed you that. Day. Yeah, it's with her drunken the Jesus wine. The G- <laughs> Jesus wine. <laughs> <laughs> so when did it? So when did it fully become you just being a pitcher at that moment? Because I know probably in Little League, you probably jump around positions. They kind of throw you around. Yeah, Little League, so you jump around. Yeah, like I, de- um, I remember doing that, like jumping around positions, trying to figure out what you like. But so what is it fully was yours? Like being a pitcher, pitcher? Yeah. Um, So my focus around pitching actually came in high school. That's when, like even in high school, like I wasn't just a pitcher, but that's where it kind of clicked for me, like, all right, I'm pretty talented in this area. So I put more focus into it and <clears throat> kind of just put more into that craft, you know, make, um, making sure, like, I don't develop my pitches. I, like, uh, my form was good, you know, stuff like that. So I could make it to that next level because in college, I was mostly a pitcher. Okay. I didn't see the field as much and hit as much. It was just, it didn't, it just didn't work out that way. So I was mostly a pitcher. Yeah. So like I said, taking the step in high school to kind of understand like, Hey, like this is where I'm, you know, most likely going to be right. like, that's kind of like where it started. So, and then obviously it translated because then I got a scholarship for college right. and that's, you know, that was kind of my main role. Like when I got to college, I became, you know, that left-handed pitcher. Was there like a like a model or like a certain player that you kind of modeled your game after? Not first or last. There was <laughs> Ricky Bobby. There's <laughs> Ricky Randy. Bobby. There's um growing up, so Fernando Venezuela was one. Okay. 
Sandy Koufax, if you notice, these are all Dodger players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Clayton Kershaw. Um, those are the three main ones. I mean, I know they're Dodgers, but I mean, it's kind of hard not to, you know, venture out since I'm a Dodger fan. Yeah, yeah. But those are the three main pitchers. They're not that, terrible pitchers either. Yeah, and they're all <laughs> left-handed pitchers too. Yeah. Which is, so, like, that was, um, yeah, th- that's kind of like what I modeled myself after. Mm-hmm. And even if... Um, I don't know if I have any like old film, but my pitching motion is if you take, if you kind of take like Fernando Venezuela and Kershaw and they had a baby, like it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. There's no height there. So they, 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 I'm not talking about the height, Dick. I'm talking about the pitching motion. Yeah, because they're both kind of tall, so, you know. Yeah, I wasn't blessed with that. Leave me alone. They both got some height. Okay. <laughs> the point is, <laughs> it's the principle, okay? The principle of pitching motion. Oh, okay. So let's, so, let's start getting into your college career a little bit, right? It's, I think you go to Berk, uh, Bakersfield first, right? Mm-hmm. So, how was that like? So, what was your first game like, or first practice even? Like, how was that experience like for you? <laughs> It was it's a completely different environment, different um, sp- just a different spectrum, dude. Like it's uh, it's it becomes more real. Like this is the real thing, as opposed to like high school or like um, <clears throat> levels below that, where it's like, you know, I'm doing this for fun. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I enjoy this a lot. Then when you get into college, like yeah, you still want to have that same mentality. Like you know, I want to keep it fun. I enjoy this, but. There's, there's more like of you have sense of, yeah, like there's more that you have to understand like what your role is, mm-hmm. what, um, you know, what job or like what task needs to be done at a uh, specific time. Like say like, you know, I'm in a situation where like runners are on base or, you know, a hot, you know, like a hot hitter, someone who's really hot, like hitting is up. I have to understand more. And this comes with, um, like, scouting, like the scouting report. Uh, the coaches go know, over like, yeah. the nuances of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the like coaches that, right? will go over that with you. You, you, you know, you do your own research. Right. But, um, like, it, it turns into more of that. Like, you have to really understand what it is that you need to do at this specific time. Because if you don't, right. you're going to get, you, like, either you're going to fail and get yanked, you know what I mean? Or you're going to succeed because you've, but you're able to control the situation and understand what it is you need to do. Like you put the work in, put the yeah. time in. To like this is where it really shows. Like, did you really put the work in? Because uh. if you didn't, it, it's going to show. It's yeah. whatever you put in, you're going to get out. So it's, it becomes, like I said, it becomes more real when you get to that higher level. Right. Like it's not so much like, oh, I'm good. I can just, you know, do whatever the fuck and I'm going to, you yeah, know, get I'm out sure of here. I'm sure like in high school, you kind of felt like you kind of do whatever you want. Because yeah, exactly. High school is kind of high school. Yeah, and it's Going like going up against Jimmy, little Jimmy over here, he's striking, Jimmy. striking his ass all the way out. So it's, you, like, see, so you have a better understanding of like, okay, everyone is good at this level. Uh, I need to be at my top level in order to succeed. Bakersfield was D one, no? Yeah, it was D one. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, yeah, like, especially yeah, especially there, dude. It's like every everybody's good. Everybody's yeah, Star at their school. Yeah, every yeah, yeah, literally, that's yeah, everyone coming to yeah, you're everybody's playing with, that guy. Yeah, everyone <laughs> is that dude, and it's like you better. You better step up when your time comes, basically. Right. So it's yeah, just a different, different uh, feel. Like different, like what was their first game like when you first? The first game? Yeah. 
So the first game, <clears throat> the first game was pretty nerve wracking. I mean, I was pretty nervous the first game, and I've never felt that before. Because, uh-huh. like I say, it's just a different feel. But the, when I for my first game in college, it was it was the first time I stepped on the mound, and I like I felt the butterflies again while playing. Because it was like, like I don't want to say like those thoughts ran in my head where it was like, oh, if I don't do good, like. Yeah, it's it's not that. It's like this is my moment to shine, and I need to prove, or like I need to kind of prove myself, but also prove everyone that you know I belong here, and this is why, like the it's, coaches trust me to be in this spot right now. Why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. So I mean, being like <clears throat> when I had that moment where I was like nervous, you know, I took a deep breath, and then went into my like, uh like pitching to my first batter. Once I threw the first pitch, I was good. Like, those feelings, that, like, jitter or, like, that nervous feeling was gone. Because then after that, like, okay, you got the first pitch out of the way. Now I'm back to, okay, I know what I'm doing. I've been here before. It's the same game. I just got to, you know, trust myself. She's elevated a little bit. Yeah, she's elevated a little bit. And then my – so my first outing, I actually got my first strikeout. So that was really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was was really fucking cool for me. And, like, when I – Two, three out or – the what the inning? Yeah, no, yeah. Or what do you, what do you mean? Like just that batter, at least. Like, was it one, two, three? Like three pitches, and he's out of there. No, I, I, uh, I, I battled with him a little bit. It went to, I think it actually went to a full count. It went to a full count, so three balls, two strikes, right. and I finished him off with a fastball inside, and he 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 uh, he didn't swing, so it was a it was a strikeout looking, which felt even it, it felt pretty good to get that one off my chest. So it was it was pretty cool, cool, really cool feeling. I know we caught one of your games before at, um, I forgot, Cal State LA. Mm. Yeah, I remember that game, me and Alex. Uh, <coughs> went to one of those games. It was pretty cool. It was pretty dope watching you out there. It was really dope. Uh, but, so after you get those that first game out of the way, like, how was the rest of the year for you like that? Because I believe you were there for about two years. Year. I was at Bakersfield for three years, right. and then I transferred to the other school for a year. Yeah, a year. Right. Yeah, we're getting to that so, in school in a bit too. Um. But how was the rest of the, your time there? Like the rest the, of the time, what at Bakersfield? Yeah, like the baseball wise and um experience all altogether. It was really cool because um like my first year, my first year was a little rough because it was my it was my first year. I was adjusting to a lot of things, kind of understanding, you know, this new level of play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new team. You know what I mean? So, but. As the season, <clears throat> that season went, and then to the following years, there was a lot of growth for everyone. Um, my third year there, like, we actually ended up winning, like, our conference. So that was really cool to, like, be a part of that. Like, being a part of, a, like, a winning team right. at that level. Um, and then we went to, from the conference, or winning the conference, we went to, um, what is it, the... Uh, uh, the regional uh-huh. for playoffs for college. Right. So we went to UCLA's regional. Right. So we got to play UCLA, which was the number one team in the nation. Right. And we played Ole Miss and Maryland. Those were, the, and, and us, that was the four teams in that regional. Uh-huh. And like I said, it was just cool because like the school we went to was a small D1. So we're playing in front of maybe maybe like a 
a thousand people, maybe, or I don't know, maybe less than that. But then you go to UCLA, oh. you're playing in front of, you know, almost like pro level, like, you know, uh, like 20,000. Yeah. Like there was, like, there was a lot of in there and we're on national TV. Yeah. So it was like being, like I said, being able to take my first year and grow to that third year with the team that I was, you know, around mm-hmm. and getting to that point where in like for our, our school, that was the first team to make it that far with any sport, like that far in um, like that level of play, that regional. So it was just cool to kind of like experience that whole thing. Like, like I say, it goes back to putting in that work and this is what you're going to get out of it. Like we didn't, you know, we didn't win the regional. We ended up losing to UCLA yeah. to get, you know, get knocked out. We lost them twice. Okay. So we, we lost the UCLA. We played three games. We lost the UCLA, uh, beat Ole Miss, and then lost the U- UCLA again to get knocked out. Right. But like I said, being able to put the work in, being that first team to do that and make it that far, like it's, it's pretty, it, it's an unreal feeling to, yeah. you know, go through all that like it, it, it's pretty cool like do you see the levels difference when you play like you know like at Ole Miss and UCLA compared to like the schools where you're playing like yes the regular season like you see yes. the whole it's it, it's night and day like you when, see the because you know, different when you, levels to this yeah because when you so teams compare like the teams in our conference or whatever regular season uh-huh. compared to like UCLA UC, UCLA is just more um Chris, like they're just cleaner. Yeah. They're every, I mean, obviously everyone's good, but it's like, you can tell like, oh, she, like, yeah. Like the, almost the, like pro <coughs> level. Yeah. Like they're literally all level. pro level. Like it's, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a reason why they're number one in the nation. Right. But I mean, we gave them, you know, we gave them a run. You know I mean? The first game, first game we didn't play so well against them, but the second game we actually, we actually put. Um, we were actually in the lead for a little bit, and okay. then they ended up coming back and winning. But I mean, like we, we made sure to like let them know, like, hey, like we're not backing down just because you're UCLA. Like we're still here, and we're gonna try and like you know we're gonna try and beat you. Right. So it's, but I mean, you could you could tell the difference, dude. Going from the teams we play in the regular season to going to that regional, it's like there's a reason. You know, there's obviously a reason why these teams are here. Right. They're, and they're good. Right. Yeah. It's like there's there's little room for error. Like there's, if you make one mistake, like especially pitching, they're gonna hit it. Yeah. If you don't, um, you know, capitalize on your, um, like your opportunities to score, you won't get that back. Right. Like th- that, that was your time to you know do something. If you don't do it, then right, they'll take advantage of like errors exactly and stuff like that. Exactly. Like your team. You got anything to ask? No. You did a good job so far. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even hate it. <laughs> I don't know. This is my first interview, so help, you know Joey's helping me out. I mean, this is my first interviewee. <laughs> <laughs> getting interviewed. Yeah, getting interviewed. All right, man. So obviously, um, you're at Bakersfield for about three years, right? Right. Um, so what what decision made you actually go to Stanislaus, right? Yeah, Stanislaus, okay. Cal State, Stanislaus. Yeah. So what really made you go? <laughs> there? What was the deciding factor for that? So after. Um, so after that last year I was there, <clears throat> we, the head coach that we, the head coach that actually, um, you know, watched me and scouted me and wanted me to be, go to that school. Basically recruited you. <clears throat> yeah. Basically recruited me. He, um, 
he was retiring okay. after that year. So the new coach that was kind of stepping in, just to be honest, I didn't really click with him. He was running a different program, and this is like for a lot of a lot of the players. It wasn't just me. It was like just a whole big change. It's a big deal. <coughs> it's like a big deal. It was a big change. change. Yeah. There's a different philosophy that he wanted to go to, and it's just it wasn't working out. So, I t- um I just thought it was best for me to go somewhere else, try something else to you know see if I can be happier, yeah. because I knew if I continued on um like with. Bakersfield, I don't think I would have been happy there. Right. And like that that's really what that that was really my decision to go to a different school. Um other than that, yeah, I mean that that was pretty much it. It was it was just that. So why uh why Stanislaus? Like why'd you end up really choosing that school? I'm sure I'm pretty sure you had about a couple different schools. I had a couple different schools. Cal Cal State LA was actually one of them. Uh Um the reason why I went to Stanislaus is because, um, <clears throat> so, I actually knew, so one of the guys I played with there, I actually um, played with him before. Okay. So, he was actually um, kind of talking to the head, head coach already. Right. And kind of, like, putting in a good word for me. And was saying, like, hey, like, I know him. This is what he does. Um, you know, you guys should, you know, look into him. Yeah. And... He kind of, like my my buddy who was on the team kind of like told me what he was doing and everything and then the head coach uh, called me one day and was basically like hey like we know of you and we you know, we know more of you because you know the the guy that I was uh, playing with um and they basically like they told me like right like on that phone call like we want you to come here we want you to play like we're you know we'll make sure you play this is what you're gonna do like they basically told me what my role was like how the program was ran and everything. And that was something that the other schools didn't do. The other schools weren't like, right, you know, right from the go, like, Hey, we want you. Like they told me right away, like, we want you to come here and we'll get worked out right this second. Right. So I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'll do it. Like you, you want me that bad? Like, okay, like, I'm going to come then. Like if you're going to show me that effort, like, okay, like let me, sh- you know, let me give that back to you then. Right. So that's kind of like what helped. And then, Another side reason, one of my teammates from Bakersfield actually came with me too. Oh, okay. he was going there too. So like we, ca- it kind of just worked out. Familiarity already. Yeah, yeah. There. So it was like it kind of just worked. I was like, okay, like, we'll both go there, and you know, it'd yeah. be cool. Like we'll, like, we actually ended up living uh, living together when we uh, moved for that school. Uh-huh. So that worked out. So it's just you know little things like that too. Yeah. But the main reason was that the coach hit me up and was like, yeah, we we want you to play. Okay. 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 <clears throat> so obviously you go to Stanislaus. I believe, I remember you telling me it was a D2. It's kind of like a lower division. Like, can you, could you notice the difference? Like, going into, yeah. like, that first practice, first game? <coughs> you can notice the difference on why it's a D2 level compared to Vegas. Yeah, Field once again, left. you can tell the, uh, the, the level difference. Uh-huh. D1 is completely different from D2. Completely different. Yeah. Like, um, like I said, when you go to D1, it's literally all the best players. Everyone is good. It's... It's cleaner. Um, you know, there's, like, there's little room for, like, mistakes or, you know, flaws, basically. Uh-huh. When you go to D2, it's a little more raw talent. And there's a lot more, I guess, cleaning up to do with, um, as far as, like, with someone's talent. Like, I'm not going to say that they're not good because there's a lot of good D2 players. A lot of good, a lot of them. Right. 
it's just the it's just the truth <laughs> about it. I mean, yeah, because like when you go when you go to D one, you like I said, there's the mentality and the let's see, like the the knowledge of the game is just at a higher level. <clears throat> so you really understand the game. You really understand how everything works. You really understand situations and you know what needs to be done what what doesn't need to be done basically yeah so when you go to d2 there's a lot more okay we need to build up to understand that a little bit more okay it's like i said it's a lot more raw talent as opposed to um like clean like all right these guys are going professional you know are they're they're professional ready that makes sense i get you so D two and like like I said, don't get me wrong. D two is still good, especially in California. Oh yeah, like yeah. D two is still good. There's guys who go pro out of there. It's just there's that raw talent that kind of takes over, and it just needs to be cleaned up a little bit. Uh-huh. But you can tell the difference. Like you definitely tell. Like, all right, like I see why you didn't go D one right away. Like okay, but you you the talent is still there. Right. But it's just like I said, you could tell the difference. Right. There's a lot of players that actually go to like D twos first. And they end up getting like scholarships to go to like D one mm-hmm. schools, right? Like I know that's a thing. I know yeah. that happens in football a lot. But you go to like Dixie State or something, mm-hmm. something in that ballpark. Yeah, usually like you will go to like a uh, like a JC. Okay. They'll clean up there and then go to a uh, D one. Okay. Um, sometimes, which happens a lot, like in my case, a lot of D one players will go D one, and then something happens, like in my case, or you know, an injury or something. Okay. So they'll do a um. A D one bounce back, which means like they went to D two to kind of you know rehab, get themselves better, you know, play, but they still are known as that D one player. Basically, they just yeah. kind of show out in D two yeah. and kind of prove themselves like again, basically. And that's what I'm saying. Like D two players do go on to be pros. Like it's like it's not that they're not good. It's just. It's, there's a lot of, it just depends on the player, basically, like yeah. what, you know, what your background is or like how you got brought up or, you know, what's going on with you. Right. But like, there was one guy who went to, um, Stanislaus, mm-hmm. um, after I was done. Um, he, he was a D1 bounce back. He went to my school and now he's one of the starting pitchers for, I think the twins, the wow. Minnesota twins, I think. Yeah. I think that's where he's at. Yeah. And he's like. I don't, th- I don't know if he's their ace, but he's, like, their number two guy, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like like I said, like, just ranks. because it's D2 doesn't, doesn't mean, mean yeah, doesn't mean you can't make it. Like, it's just, it. a lot of it has to do with the player themselves. Like, sometimes they're going through something, mm-hmm. and they have to make that choice to kind of step back a little bit yeah. for them to proceed. I get you. So. Yeah, sometimes you got to take a step back real mm-hmm. quick, fix some things, and then yeah, exactly. kind of bounce forward. That was actually going to be my next question. Kind of like, you never really focus on trying to go like that, like overseas route, kind of like how Chris did it. Mm. Um, or even like the farm leagues or something like that. You never try to like go that route. Or was that, was that ever a goal for you? Yeah, that was a goal for me. But in my case, life happens. Yeah. I ended up having my daughter around that time. So it was a lot of like, hey, do I really want to do this? And, um, you know, really try and try to make something, you know, make something out of this or do I need to, you know, make, you know, life, I got to do something else. Yeah. And I kind of just, I went with that. Like I, you know, there's other things I feel like I need to be doing um, since I'm, you know, I'm going to have my daughter. 
So that's why I didn't really proceed with that. Yeah. But that was always, yeah, going overseas or doing like, um, like independent ball. So like the, like kind of like semi-professional leagues. Okay. Like going into that was, you know, definitely in mind. It's just, like I said, I took a different route. Okay. Understandable. So I'll ask you two more questions and then we'll jump into like what you're doing now. Okay. But one of, one of them is like your biggest regret while playing. Like what was one thing that you'd be able to change if you were able to change it like right now? Oh, I would, I would have lifted more. I would have took my, uh, yeah, like my weightlifting and like that kind of training more serious because I, I mean, growing up and like, especially in high school, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? It was like training. Like it was always like a, uh, athletic coach or a trainer or something, you know, helping me with that. And that was the only time I did stuff like outside of baseball. When it came to baseball, like, I just, I would go to practice, show out, do it, because that's all I knew, really. I didn't know all these outside things would help that, basically. Right. So, that's that's one thing I kind of regret. I wish I took the training outside. Uh-huh. If I took that a little bit uh, more serious and harder, yeah. that probably would help me um, go a little further. Um, another um, I wish God blessed me with more height. <laughs> Wish you had your knees. Yeah, I wish I had my kneecaps. <laughs> um, trying to think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably one of my biggest regrets is just taking the outside training a little bit more serious. Okay. Just, I mean, I just, I didn't have an understanding, and I was young, and yeah, dude, didn't really like. Well, you're twenty one, twenty two years old. Like, yeah, like I didn't, you know, I just, I just didn't know, you know, what I mean, I didn't know like the time. Shotgun and a beer for practice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I didn't <laughs> like, know. Cares? I didn't like, know, and then, I mean, I ended up going to school for that, and I started learning things, and it's like, oh, okay, like, this I, is what. Yeah, this is what I need to be doing, and like once I started learning things, it, it helped me in my, you know, my college career. But if I took that serious earlier, mm-hmm. that would have definitely, you know, it would have aided to what I was doing. And then one last question, man. What's the one thing you take from baseball as a whole? Like, what was one thing, like, you kind of take from life? Like, for me, like, for football, like, I always took, like, the discipline and, like, how to work with others. I've always taken that with me everywhere. So, like, what's that one thing for you, like, for baseball? So, one thing, one thing I like to take from baseball is, so, I feel like when people look at baseball, they, you know, they see it as a team sport. Which it is. Yeah. But baseball is, so, I think it's special because baseball, yes, there's the team sport aspect, but there's also a lot of the, um, like, individual part. And I don't mean, like, just the individual part. It's more like, it, it's going back to what I said earlier about understanding this is your moment. And regardless of, like, what that is, like, in life or in that sport or whatever, like, you you have to be able to, whatever it is, be able to overcome, whether it's, like, being nervous, that fear, or, um, you know, just pride, whatever it is. Like, you have to be able to overcome and capitalize on this moment, not just for yourself, but for the people that are around you. Right. So, because it's, like, if... In that moment, if you succeed, yes, you su- you su- succeeded for yourself, but not only for yourself, for everyone that's, you know, around you. Like, you did it for everyone. So, it's like, if I do good, everyone around me does good. Got you. Got me? Like, 
I feel like that's what I'm saying. Like baseball, like a game within the game. Yeah, too. like in yeah. baseball, like like I said, it's very unique. Like how you can, um, you know, how you can kind of be put in that situation. Right. So I that's like one of the biggest things I kind of take like take out of it. That is Joey's baseball career, man. I mean, you have anything for Big Joey Juicy? No. Nah. You want to ask anything? That's about it. I wish I had kneecaps. Yeah. Shit, kneecaps, just kneecaps. <laughs> just kneecaps. Oh man. Uh, no. So since we're on the baseball spectrum, real quick, how are we doing on time? Actually. So yeah, we're already we have hit like forty minutes. Forty minutes. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. All right. Just run over the first line of that MLB thing. And then we'll worry about the other ones later. Just the top contenders, I think. Yes, the top contenders in baseball. And Dark Horse team to win? Yeah. I don't know what a Dark, dark Horse, Horse team is. That's, isn't that dark a Katy Horse Perry song? Like, a, like an underdog. That's, like a, an underdog that's a Katy team. Perry song. That is Dark Horse. Yes. Dark Horse. Okay. I love that beat on that song, by the way. <laughs> I don't like that beat. All right, yeah. sir. <laughs> anyway, so Mr. Baseball over here. Mr. 3000. Mr. 3000. <laughs> this guy. All right. So, obviously, the best... Team in baseball, per se, I guess, is the Yankees. Yeah, um, right now the Yankees, for sure. The Yankees are top right now at 58 and 23. Then you got Houston right behind them with 53 and 27. I know we're not big Houston fans. No. They could go. Trash cans. Yeah. They, they belong in trash cans. Obviously, our beloved Dodgers, they're right there in third with 15 and 29. And surprisingly, the Mets are right there at 50 and 31. Yeah, that's a surprising one this year, the Mets. But they made some key moves. Um, especially with the pitching, mm-hmm. uh, Max Scherzer right now, he's yeah. really showing out for him. Um, I think that was a huge move, huge move as far as the pitching. Pitching is huge. If yeah. you don't have good pitching, you're not gonna make it. And then look at the Angels. Yes, yeah, what I'm saying. Like you're not gonna be very consistent <laughs> through sorry, the. Brandon, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're you're not gonna be consistent through the, the regular season, let alone make it far in the playoffs without quality pitching. Right. So picking picking him up was a really good move on their part. Um, he actually, I think his last game, he, I think he threw a shutout with 11 Ks, which is really, really good. Really good. I think he pitched like seven or eight innings, something like that. Like I, like I said, really, really good numbers. Really good numbers. Um, so, I mean, the Mets, and they have like other good players, um, especially their offense. Their offense, I mean, that's a key part of why they're, you know, leading their league right now, um, or their division. Um, like I said, I think this year... They're one of the teams to watch out for. Um, you think so, the Mets? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Surprisingly, this year, yes. Like, they're going to be one of the teams to look out for. You don't think that they're one of those teams that are kind of just starting off hot and then no. they're going to fizzle out later on? I don't think so because, like I said, making that move with Max Serger, okay. you're adding a veteran pitcher to the pitching staff with DeGrom. And I think they have they have one other guy, their, their third guy. Um, they have a veteran starting rotation. Okay. So, with that... Um, you know, knowledge that experience, they've been in the playoffs before, so they're going to be able to help that team, you know, push through the playoffs, you know, saying they make it there, which I think they will. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously the Dodgers are going to make it, but, uh, I think, I think the Mets will, I think it will actually end up being the Mets and the Dodgers in the, uh. championship series like for the National League. Yeah. I think it'll end up being them. And I think the Mets will give the Dodgers a run for the money. But the, you know we all know the Dodgers are gonna make it. So that's all I gotta say. So obviously we know that the Yankees are on top, man. But yeah. 
I think we were talking a little bit off camera and stuff that you don't think this is this trend is gonna keep up. No, because the Yankees, the Yankees, like they get all these good players, right? And they do. Yeah, they got the they start MVP frontrunner. Yeah, they start off hot the first half of the season, and then when it comes around to right now with the All Star break, after that. They slow down a little bit. They allow whoever is in the East right now to kind of catch up. Right. And then they get hot again around the playoffs, which is what they should be doing. But then they end up making it to just the first or second round of the playoffs and getting knocked out. And this isn't me just being like a Yankee hater because, I mean, like the Yankees are doing good. Like, all respect. They're doing really good this year. Right. It's just if they can't push – or if they can't find within themselves to push through the playoffs, they're going to do the same thing. Right. And they're they're going to get knocked out the second round or the uh, the championship series before the World Series. So, I mean, like, who, they, who they're going to have to go against is, I think, is Houston, which no one likes, but Houston has quality players still. And Houston's always been a solid team. Yeah, they I just... Mean, regardless, like, I, they will, I don't know if they deserve to be there that year. No. Because we would never know. No, no, no. But... They've always they've always had the solid team. They've always been in one or two, like right there in the division, and then in the in the league as well. They've always, always. Been one, two, or three. And that's what I'm saying. Like they have Houston has the experience. They they have the talent. Besides all that, you know, what they went through with all the cheating and everything. They they're, they're Asterisk, still they're still yeah they're still a quality team. Yeah. So they're still a quality <laughs> team. Um. So like I said, Houston is going to be. I think the team to beat in the playoffs. Okay. And like I said, I think the Yankees can do it. It's just they can't do the same things that they've done the past few seasons. Like, they really got to push for it this year if they want to make it, which right now. Right now. It's, it's right now, so it's looking that way. But, no, but all I'm saying is just don't repeat the same things that you've been doing for the past seasons. Like, come on. Like, push, push through that shit. Yeah. Come on. I uh, know we got some MVP talk. MVP. I know, I know. Oh. Aaron Judge is kind of like the front runner. Aaron, if Aaron Judge keeps doing what he's doing, he'll be he'll win the MVP for sure, because he's on pace to hit, I think like sixty four home runs, sixty four, sixty five home runs right now. That's that's the pace. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> the league record, I think it's still seventy two. I think it's still seventy two. That's the league like the most amount of home runs in a season. I think it's seventy two still. So he's on pace to hit. 60, yeah, 64, 65, somewhere around there. And that's really good. If he hits that, he's going to win MVP for sure. But, like I said, the Yankees' history, it might slow down a little. Um, I think Mike Trout is still a very, um, there's a very high possibility he can, you know, run up there for MVP. And also Shohei, just because he's that dual player where he pitches and plays um, any hits. And I think I think there's a good chance Shohei will actually push more for the MVP again just because when that dude's hot, he hits nothing but home runs. So he can actually catch up there and judge with the, um, like, I don't know if he'll hit 60 home runs, but he'll catch up to him. Okay. But then, like I said, it with the pitching aspect with him, there's also that. Um, that adds on to that MVP, um, what is it, like the MVP, uh, like being a candidate to be MVP, like there's more, um, 
there's just more around him that makes, you know, proves himself to be an MVP. Okay. So I think, like I said, I think Shohei has a good chance of being MVP again. Mike Trout is always in the run. He's always at least top three if he's not number one. Right. Um, but if Aaron Judge, like I said, if Aaron Judge keeps pushing for that home run number, um, I think he'll he'll definitely win the MVP this year. Right. And then for these for the NL, I'm not really t- I'm not too sure for the NL right now. Is there nobody? Uh, I don't really have kind of standing out. For yeah, there's no one that's really standing out for the NL for me. Um, I think if like going back to Max Serger, if he keeps pitching the way he does for the Mets. I think at least he'll be a top candidate for um for the Cy Young. Okay. But yeah, for as far as like MVPs for the NL, I'm not really sure. Not, no one's really standing out for me. It's more it's more the Aaron Judge talk right now. Like that's the biggest hype right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's everywhere right now. Like every we look at baseball right now, Aaron Judge is going nuts. He's hot. I mean, obviously he's hitting. What you said, like sixty something home runs already. Yeah, that's he's what. On yeah, that, that's he's on, on that pace. pace. Yeah, I mean, sixty something is unheard of. Sixty five, sixty six. It's like I would like to say, you know, some of the Dodgers would, you know, be candidates, but a lot of them are just being consistent this year, which is, you know, that's important too to make it, you know, far in the league. But um, as far as like MVP numbers for them or like being candidates, I don't think anyone from the Dodgers is really going to be outstanding this year. They're like I said, they're just more consistent this year. And I'm actually more happy with that because if they can stay consistent, keep that through the playoffs, they'll win the World Series. Absolutely. Well that's our little baseball talk for this year. For I mean not for this the year. year. <laughs> yeah, honestly for the year because football season's coming up pretty soon. So probably for Drew, the year. Yeah, Drew's happy it. about that. Uh no, but we're gonna have Joey on a little bit more to talk baseball because he's helped me out with it. But we're actually gonna segue into your path now. Kind of like what you're doing now. Right now? Right now. So I know you're doing your whole your lifting thing. And, you know, yeah, you got the, your, your killer kits coming out pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, the thing that uh, I wasn't doing in high school. Yeah, the <laughs> things that you weren't doing right now. So what really got you into that? Like what like what kind of motivated you to get into that ballpark? So it's like as far as like training? Yeah, like what um, really? Like I said, like, uh, like in my little baseball career I didn't really have an understanding of that outside training and once I kind of got a taste of it or started doing it I was like you know I started to enjoy it more I developed a passion for it so that's why I kind of took that direction and like even with school like that's what I went to school for for uh, kinesiology which is the study of uh, like human body uh, movements okay um so that's that's really what got me into it and now it's turned into, you know, like not just for myself, it's more like, you know, I want to help others, you know what I mean? Get stronger or faster, or, you know, better at their sport, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I know you helped out Brandon the other day. Yeah, and I've been working out Brandon. You sort of to turn to a fucking beast. I'm telling you right now. You're so hurted. I am. I died today. My legs are fucking sore as shit, boy. My chest. Oh, I was stretching your chest. Yeah, we have like those, you know, those. Boxes that are like they put rims in a big box. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had like six of those and I died. <laughs> as soon as I like would go like this to grab it, instantly. <laughs> yeah, I had to use a dolly like three times today. It was bad. Never use a dolly. No, exactly. I hate the dollies, <laughs> but I was in pain. But I was like, it's working. So it's a 
a good pain. Yeah. It's a good pain. But yeah, I mean, really at this point, it's it's about helping others, especially athletes. I want to work with athletes. I want to be able to help them. Yeah. yeah, technically, I'm considered an athlete still. Yeah? Yeah, technically. I'm, I'm actually working on a sponsored uh, athlete thing right now. I'm waiting on my promo codes and everything, but uh, <laughs> yeah. wait on it. Uh, but uh, Just gave um, himself a plug already. God yeah. damn. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I said, I'd like to work with athletes, kind of help them get to the next level because it's it it's really special to be able to play at those levels. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of memories. And obviously, you got the experience for it too. Like you've been yeah. D one, you've been T two. Yep. You, you know, I've kind of like been that. there. I can kind of you know guide them on. Hey, this is what you need to focus on. This is what we need to stay away from. Or you know what I mean? Like they can kind of learn from my mistakes. And you know, just shotgun a beer before practice. Yeah, don't shotgun a beer before practice. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's like ninety five outside. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's the worst mistake of your life. But um, yeah, dude. I mean, even now, dude, I've just grown a passion for training. It's I know I torture myself, but right. I enjoy it. Yeah, like we see you here torturing yourself, and you're just like, why is he doing this right now? <laughs> like, this is unnecessary. <laughs> but, you know, going back to, like, actually training athletes and stuff, like, what is your ultimate goal of, like, are you trying to open, like, your own facility, per se, and stuff in that nature? Or, like, how would you really want to go that route? Because I know, like, a couple trainers that – you know, some went to Segway of opening their facility and hiring other trainers, you know, and kind of train their methods and teach their methods and stuff like that. Or we have the actual personal trainers, the ones that kind of just go to every kid or go to every athlete and kind of just personalize and stick to themselves type of deal. So which route are you really trying to what, follow? So it's a little bit of both of what you just said. Okay. okay. So what I want to start okay. with... Yeah, he was pretty spot on with what I want to do. So what I want to start with is more of the one-on-one. <laughs> is more of the one-on-one okay. so I can, you know, focus on one athlete at a time mm-hmm. and, you know, aid to their specific needs. Um, whether what's, you know, regardless of what sport it is. Okay. Just really focus on them so they can get better. Eventually what I'd like to do, and this is when, you know, I'm a little older and I can't do a lot of the crazy stuff that I torture myself with now. And barely do it now. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen this man try to get up? <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> but I would like to, you know, one day open up my own facility, kind of like we said, hire yeah. a bunch of, you know, other trainers that, um, you know, are focused on whether it's one sport or multiple sports. Yeah, multiple sports, whatever it is, and have them kind of run that part where I'm able to kind of hold, I don't want to say, it, it kind of like a seminar, sort of, where you kind of bring in, like, the whole team or, you know, the in, individual players within, um, like, the training okay. and kind of give them, like, the knowledge of, like, okay, this is what you need to understand to make it to the next level. Okay. You know what I mean? Kind of give them more of the mentality part of it. Okay. So they can get stronger there, not, you know, not just, you know, their body physically. It's just you you got to be mentally tough to push on to the next level. If you're not mentally tough, you're going to get ran over. Like I said, things are not going to work out in your favor and you got to be able to handle those situations. So it's like the more stronger you are here, plus, you know, getting stronger with the body or, you know, whatever it is with the training that you need. It's like, that's what's going to, you know, really take you to the next level. So like I said, like 
right now, I want to work with the athletes, learn there a little bit. That's why when I do hire more trainers, I can guide them on what it is that needs to be done. Uh-huh. And then from there, I can kind of just run everything and, like I said, take it more to, like, an edu- educational level to where, like, all right, this is what you need to know to make it. Right. You know what I mean? So that's kind of that's kind of where I want to go with it. Right. So let's get into, like, your actual, like, when you're training somebody, right? When you got an athlete with you, what's the first thing you're really, really focused on first? Like, is it is it form-based? Because I know, like, with us, when you're working out with us, it's really form-based. It's not a lot of weight. Yeah. But like I'm assuming, like with an athlete, by the time you get to him, he's already kind of, kind of, he's already kind of molded. Maybe you got to tweak a couple things. Yes. Yeah, so, so with like an athlete, it's easier to get past that with okay. like the form and you know make sh- making sure things are correct. But you still want to start there just to, like, if I need to make some tweaks here and there, just to perfect their form a bit more. Okay. That's why going like when when they start working with me, it's like perfect it then we can really start pushing the numbers or pushing whatever it is that we need to push at a kind of like at a better level, basically. That's why there's, you know, less, um, there's less risk of injury. Um, We're strictly focused on just getting better and we stay away from that. Like uh, basically like, I I mean, the last thing I want to do is get them hurt. You know what I mean? I want them to be strong, healthy so they can, you know, prolong their career, whatever path it is. Um, but I mean like that's for any trainer really, I mean, regardless of like your experience, as far as like the, uh, the person you're training or the client, you always want to start with the fundamentals and basics first. Like I said, no matter, regardless of the level, because you want to get that perfected as you know, as close, as close as perfect as possible. That's why there's, you know, like there's less to worry about moving forward because then you can really start long as you have like the good form and everything and you really understand what it is you're trying to do with like an exercise or um just anything in like that aspect of like training like as long as you understand what needs to be done and with perfect form like all you're gonna do is get better right you know you're gonna get stronger you're gonna get faster you're gonna be you're you're perfect your skill and that's you know that's that's the ultimate goal so you can you know you can keep moving forward but um yeah, I mean, like, that's where I would just start. I mean, just with the fundamentals first, and right. then from there, depending on, like, the sport or whatever it is, then you start getting into specifics. So, like, I don't know, take, like, a football player, right? Or, yeah. like, you know, like a linebacker. Like, I'm going to turn that guy into a fucking beast, right? Right. Obviously, but it's, like, I got to make sure everything is structurally good right. so he doesn't injure himself. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Adrian. But I mean, yeah, I mean, really, that I mean, that's where you want to start, though. Yeah, because I remember when I first started really lifting with you, you fixed my squat. Because I remember I was I was always taught, you know, front, you know, kind of parallel and everything, kind of even. But when I squat, and I pro- you probably squat the same way. You kind of yeah, I'm working with him still. Yeah, like you angle out your feet a little <coughs> bit, like at least for me, and I could get deeper on the squat. And I've been lifting kind of higher weight than I never really thought I could. So it's like form's a big deal, mm-hmm. and like for you to really focus on that first is actually really, really good because like a lot of other trainers kind of don't really focus on that part. I mean, they do, but they kind of they what they tend to do is is focus more on. So say if I came to you and was like, "Hey, I want this and that," uh-huh. right? They're more focused on the, basically like the uh, the outcome or like the reward. 
mm. as opposed to taking a step back and building the foundation to really achieve the reward at a higher level. Okay. Because it's like some trainers are more like if, you know, like in today, like it's more like, okay, I want to lose weight. So the trainer's going to be like, okay, like simple, just do this and that. And they won't really go into detail with everything or go back to like the foundation. Why are you losing this? Yeah, like why are you losing this? Yeah, like how and why we're doing it this way Uh so you can do it for the rest of your life. It's more like, no, I'm going to give you the answer now and that's it. Like, I'm not going to show you how to keep doing it. It's like, no, if you want to go back to the foundation, you want to build all the fundamental things, all the form, all the, you know, the right way to do things. That's why it's easier to hold on to those, um, like that aspect, hold hold on to that. So when you're moving forward, it makes everything else a little easier, and um, like you're able to hold on to that longer for a longer period. That's why it's like, yeah, you're going to your sport, but when you're done with your sport, you're still strong and healthy even after that. That's why if you see like, I don't know, some of these guys who retire, like some athletes, they're still jacked or like yeah, you know in good shape yeah. because they they learn the fundamentals. They they understand. Like, uh, look at Shannon Sharp. He's about, exactly. he's 54, and that yeah, dude's so, yacked. Yeah, like, that guy's 54, <laughs> but his body says 35. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that. that's what I mean. Yeah. That right there. Like, that's that is that's where you want to really be. Uh-huh. It's not just, let me give you the answer right now. It's like, no, we need to understand why and how we're doing this. That's why we can keep it, not just do it right away and just lose it. Because that's what tends to happen if you just go straight to the answer. Right. And I know you kind of said earlier, you kind of snuck it under your breath a little bit, the whole sponsored athlete. Oh, the sponsored athlete. So talk about that a little bit. Like, what direction are you going with that? Or, like, what's going on with you like that? So, really, like, I'm going to be a sponsored athlete with a uh, nutrition um, shop that I'm currently working with. Um, Really, it's, I'm going to be under them as a sponsored athlete, so I'll be kind of promoting them. They'll be promoting me. It kind of works both ways. Um, they have a bunch of supplements that I like taking, so <laughs> that's always fun. Um, but I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's a it's it's more of a business move. It's it's about like networking and exposure for both of us. Um, like I said, it's more about like promoting like myself. I'm um, the guy I'm working with. He's been a he's been in the military and he's been training for like the past. 15 years or something, 15, 10 years. Right. So he's been in the game for a while. So this is more for me. Like I'm going to kind of going under his wing and kind of learning the business. Yeah. I'm learning more of the business aspect, learning more how to network and, you know, get my name out there more. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool that I'm having an opportunity to, you know, be affiliated with someone who, you know, it's really gonna, you know, like they're taking a chance on me. You know what I mean? Right. And it feels pretty good. So, like I said, it's really more just about, like, the supplement-based, um, uh, like, area of, like, training. But they really want to help the community. They really want to help the clients that they serve. And that's something that, you know, that's, you know, one of my, like, values. You know what I mean? I really want to help people. I really want to help people, like, change their lives, uh, make you know, help them be healthier, be stronger, whatever it may be. Right. So it's just being able to connect with someone who has the same kind of goals. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know... Kind of just, it just ended up working out. It's working out. It's kind of cool. That's good, man. I mean, we're all proud of you here at the house, man. I mean, you know, hopefully everything works out right. And absolutely. I mean, he 
You deserve that. I mean, we we seen it. We seen the hustle. We seen the grind every day, man. And you know, I want to say really happy for you. Really proud of you. And um, you know, you deserve it. Gave me free supplements. That too. That yeah, I'm working on free supplements you know, for everyone. Shout out to you know, shout out the views for one time. I want like ten of those things for fat burners. All right, all right, calm down. <laughs> You know, just shout out the view, plug out the views for me, and then uh, we'd be all right. But uh, oh yeah, I already brought the podcast to him, bro. Oh yeah, if he yeah. ever wants to join yeah. up, bro, he's got a free yeah, seat, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's what I said, networking. Because yeah, everything here is always yeah, free. Yeah, get in the yeah, name shut out, up, bro. Over there. In the name right, out. We got money, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, then we got a Q and A, and I feel like this that should be on our both our par- both our ballparks. Yeah. You know, obviously it covers football, it covers a little bit like you know stuff going into the body and stuff. So I just kind of want your opinion on this too uh so brandon read me that q a real quick for me uh, what are your thoughts on jaylon 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 ferguson autopsy showing that he had fentanyl lace cocaine in his system and what are your thoughts on drugs well athletes taking drugs well the hard drugs stay away from those <laughs> <laughs> but um i mean technically so, like, technically, some of these supplements are considered drugs in a sense, but they're not looked at that way. They're called supplements for a reason. They're supposed to supplement the body and aid to you in ways that, like, your body isn't getting, like, either that nutrients or um, that extra push that you need to um, kind of succeed, whether it's, you know, lifting your sport, you know, whatever it may be. But if you're going into, like, these hard drugs, I mean, that's going to, it's only going to damage your body. And I mean, like in this case, like this, you know, this young individual. He was only twenty six. Yeah, man. only t- you're younger than us. Yeah, dude, like he you're was only twenty six. I mean, uh, backstory on him real quick. He was a linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. He was a stud. He was um, he wasn't no like big time big name, but he did his job very well. And he came out of a shock out of nowhere. You know, season's about to start. He's getting ready for. You know, training camp to come in, OTAs. And he just, you know, he's having fun. I know, I understand. Hey, yeah, I, under- I understand. Whatever that. you do on the off season is on you. Hey, by all means. I'm not going to say do. don't have fun, right. but it's like. You got to be you, careful. You, ha- you need to be careful because. You got to understand where you're at. Yeah, especially that fentanyl thing. Like, that's really out there right now. Like, that's oh, a yeah. big thing with a lot of these drugs. It's being laced and it's like you get, you know little whiff of that like this is what happens right so it's kind of my thing is like with athletes and with drugs and stuff like i get it like you do whatever you want in the off season but at the same time it's kind of like you're risking your career at that point and you're risking millions of dollars like his contract was about i think 1.3 no i'm sorry for 2.6 for two years right and it's a lot of money I mean, two point six million. I mean, no, it's not the big supermax that everybody gets in the NFL. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money that you're risking, and the fact that you're kind of just pissing that away just to go have fun for a bit. It's like when you reach that high of a level, you really gotta understand right from wrong, Mm -hmm. and you gotta understand your decisions don't necessarily only affect you anymore; affects everyone around you. And it's like, you know, I get it. You want to have fun, but it's like you really gotta. Sometimes take a step back and be like, hey, like, is this really worth, you know, losing possibly my contract, you know, all my money? Like, right. I'm a pro athlete. I'm going to lose, you know, being able to play at this level that I've always dreamed of. You know what right. I mean? It's like, you really want to lose that? Like, no. You got to be, you, you got to be smart with your choices. You do. Right. Um, 
It's just unfortunate. I mean, yeah, I mean, he took took like a bad batch, I guess. And that's the thing with that. Like, you got trust where you get. No one, like, nothing is pure anymore. Everything has fentanyl in it. Yeah, it's the worst thing. Yeah, that's how Mac Miller was out of here. Yeah, same thing. <sighs> Got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, it's just, uh, just drink a rock star. Dude, like, yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly, bro, like, <laughs> stick, like, you're stick, stick to the, the green, bro. Just stick to the green. <laughs> yeah. Drink um, a little, have a shot. Yeah, chill out, man. Like you don't have to do all these crazy things, man. It's like you're, like in a sense, you're a millionaire. You're a pro, like you know, you're a pro athlete. Like, you can do things that people don't get to do. Yeah, you know access I mean? to things that people don't. get Yeah, access it's like to, why are you gonna throw that away? Yeah, but uh, I think that's all the time we got today. Right? Yeah, we hit it right on. Hopefully, we hit it right on. Yeah, we're on that uh, minute five, so it's not bad. Oh, okay, okay. Not too much editing for me. Um, Joey, I want to thank you again. Hey, thank you for having me, Joey. Thank you, guys. Um, next time we have a baseball podcast, I'll definitely have you on. Yeah, let me know. This is fun. Definitely. Brandon, appreciate you like always. You already know the swag. And, um. Take out your towel so I can dry my clothes. Thank you. (laughs) That's my towel. I already took him out. (laughs) (laughs) I already took him out. That was his. Okay, sorry, Joey. Uh, but, um, I know there's a lot of NBA news real quick. I know there's a lot of NBA moves going on and news. Uh, I'm going to be on the story for the Instagram the view at the views um, from the sidelines, and then I might also be on the Twitter talking about all those moves. So pay attention to those. But other than that, um, you guys stay safe. I'll see you guys next week and later. <laughs>